section seven of the life of ludwig von beethoven volume one by alexander wheelock thayer translated by henry edward crebille this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter five maria theresia appearance and character of elector max franz musical culture in the austrian imperial family a royal violinist his admiration for mozart his court music maria theresia was a tender mother much concerned to see all her children well provided for in her lifetime and as independent as possible of her eldest son the heir to the throne this wish had already been fulfilled in the case of several of them the youngest son maximilian born in vienna december eighth seventeen fifty six was already chosen coadjutor to his paternal uncle duke karl of lorraine grandmaster of the teutonic order but to provide a more bountiful and significant support prince kaunitz formulated a plan which pleased the maternal heart of the monarch and whose execution was calculated to extend the influence of the court of vienna in the german empire it was to bestow more ecclesiastical principalities upon the archduke maximilian his eyes fell first upon the archbishopric and electorate of cologne and the archbishopric and principality of munster these two countries had one in the same region maximilian friedrich descended from the swabian family of kernesek rosenfels counts of the empire in view of the advanced age of this ruler his death did not seem far distant but it was thought best not to wait for that contingency but to secure the right of succession at once by having the archduke elected coadjutor in cologne and munster their possession was looked upon as a provision worthy of the son of an empress queen as elector and lord of the rhenish shore simultaneously co-director of the westphalian circuit a dignity associated with the archbishopric of munster he could be useful to his house and oppose the prussian influence in the very part of germany where it was largest thus stone begins the seventh chapter of his denkwürdigkeiten where in a calm and passionless style he relates the history of the intrigues and negotiations which ended in the election of maria theresia's youngest son on august seventh seventeen eighty as coadjutor to the elector of cologne and on the sixteenth of the same month to that of munster and secured him the peaceful and immediate succession when max friedrich's functions should cease the news of the election at cologne reached bonn on the same day about one o'clock p m the elector proceeded at once to the church of the franciscans used as a chapel since the conflagration of seventeen seventy seven where a musical te deum was sung while all the city bells were ringing von kleist's regiment fired a triple salvo which the cannon on the city walls answered at noon a public dinner was spread in the palace one table setting fifty-four another twenty-four covers in the evening at eight and a half o'clock followed the finest illumination ever seen in bonn which the elector enjoyed riding about in his carriage after this came a grand supper of 
eighty-two covers then a masked ball to which every decently clad subject as well as any stranger was admitted and which did not come to an end till nearly seven o'clock max franz the new elector max franz was in his twenty-eighth year when he came to bonn he was of middle stature strongly built and already inclining to that corpulence which in his last years made him a prodigy of obesity if all the absurdities of his eulogists be taken for truth the last elector of cologne was endowed with every grace of mind and character that ever adorned human nature in fact however he was a good-looking kindly indolent somewhat choleric man fond of a joke affable a hater of stiff ceremony easy of access an honest amiable conscientious ruler who had the wisdom and will to supply his own deficiencies with enlightened and skilful ministers and the good sense to rule through their political foresight and sagacity with an eye as much to the interests of his subjects as his own in his boyhood he was rather stupid swinburne dismisses him in two lines maximilian is a good-natured neither here nor there kind of youth the brilliant witty shrewdly observant mozart wrote to his father november seventeenth seventeen eighty one to whom god gives an office he also gives an understanding this is really the case with the archduke before he became a priest he was much wittier and more intellectual and talked less but more sensibly you ought to see him now stupidity looks out of his eyes he talks eternally always in falsetto he has a swollen neck in a word the man is completely transformed his mother had supplied him with the best instructors that vienna afforded and had sent him travelling pretty extensively for an archduke in those days one of his journeys was to visit his sister marie antoinette in paris where his awkwardness and breaches of etiquette caused as much amusement to the anti-austrian party as they did annoyance to the queen and afterwards to his brother joseph when they came to his ears in seventeen seventy eight he was with joseph in the campaign in bavaria an injury to his knee caused by a fall of his horse is the reason alleged for his abandonment of a military career upon which he was prevailed upon so the historiska taschenbuch to vienna eighteen o six expresses it to become a candidate for the coadjutorship of cologne if he had to be prevailed upon to enter the church the more to his credit was the course he pursued when once his calling and election were sure the rigid economy which he introduced at court immediately after his accession in seventeen eighty four gave rise to the impression that he was penurious it may be said in his defence that the condition of the finances required retrenchment and reform that he was simple in his tastes and cared nothing for show and magnificence except upon occasions when in his opinion the electoral dignity required them then like his predecessors he was lavish his personal expenses were not great and he waited until his revenues justified it before he indulged to any great extent his passion for the theatre music and dancing stout as he was he was a passionate dancer and his table he was through the nature of his physical constitution an enormous eater though his drink was only water 
the influence of a ruler upon the tone and character of society in a small capital is very great a change for the better had begun during the time of max friedrich but under his successor a new life entered bonn new objects of ambition were offered to the young men the church and cloisters ceased to be all in all one can well understand how begler in his old age as he looked back half a century to the years when he was student and professor and such a half century with its revolutionary and napoleonic wars its political religious and social changes should write notizen page fifty nine in fact it was a beautiful and in many ways active period in bonn so long as the genial elector max franz maria theresia's youngest son and favourite reigned there how strongly the improved tone of society impressed itself upon the characters of the young is discernible in the many of them who in after years were known as men of large and liberal ideas and became distinguished as jurists theologians and artists or in science and letters these were the years of beethoven's youth and early manhood and though his great mental powers were in the main exercised upon his art there is still to be observed through all his life a certain breadth and grandeur in his intellectual character owing in part no doubt to the social influences under which it was developed it is highly honourable to the young max franz that he refused to avail himself of a privilege granted him in a papal bull obtained for him by his mother that of deferring the assumption of priestly vows for a period of ten years but chose rather as soon as he had leisure for the step to enter the seminary in cologne to fit himself for consecration he entered november twenty nine rigidly submitted himself to all the discipline of the institution for the period of eight days when on december eighth the nuntius bellisoni ordained him sub-deacon after another eight days on the sixteenth deacon and on the twenty-first priest thus showing that if there be no royal road to mathematics there is a railway with express train for royal personages in pursuit of ecclesiastical science returning to bonn he read his first mass on christmas eve in the florian chapel the cause of science and education the elector had really at heart in seventeen eighty five he had established a botanic garden now he opened a public reading-room in the palace library and sent a message to the theological school in cologne that if the improved course of instruction adopted in austria was not introduced he should found other seminaries on the twenty sixth of june he was present at the opening of a normal school and on august ninth came the decree raising the bonn hochschule to the rank of a university by authority of an imperial diploma upon the suppression of the jesuits in seventeen seventy four max friedrich devoted their possessions and revenues to the cause of education new professorships were established in the gymnasium and in seventeen seventy seven an academy was formed this was the first step the second was to found an independent institution called the lyceum and at his death an application was before the emperor for a university charter 
max franz pushed the matter obtained the charter from his brother and monday the twentieth of november seventeen eighty six was the day appointed for the solemn inauguration of the new institution the court calendar for the next year names six professors of theology six of jurisprudence civil and ecclesiastical four of medicine and ten of philology and other branches of learning in later editions new names are added in that of seventeen ninety begler is professor of midwifery though economical max franz drew many a man of superior abilities men of letters and artists to bond and but for the bursting of the storm which was even then gathering over the french border his little capital might well have had a place in german literary history not inferior to that of weimar nor are instances wanting in which he gave generous aid to young talent struggling with poverty though that he did so much for beethoven as is usually thought is at least doubtful this man not a genius not overwhelmingly great mentally nor on the other hand so stupid as the stories told of his boyhood seem to indicate but honest well-meaning ready to adopt and enforce wise measures devised by skilful ministers easy jocose and careless of appearances very fond of music and a patron of letters and science this man to whom in that period of vast intellectual fermentation the index expurgatorius was a dead letter gave the tone to bond society that solid musical education which she had received from her father maria theresia bestowed upon her children and their attainments in the art seemed to have justified the time and labor spent in seventeen forty nine at the age of seven and six christina and maria elizabeth took part in one of the festive musical pieces marie antoinette was able to appreciate gluck and lead the party in his favor in later years at paris joseph is as much known in musical as in civil and political history when emperor he had his daily hour of music in his private apartments playing either of several instruments or singing according to the whim of the moment and maximilian the youngest acquired a good degree of skill both in singing and in the treatment of his favorite instrument the viola beethoven once told schindler that the elector thought very highly of matheson in his reminiscences of a visit to vienna in seventeen eighty three j f reichardt gives high praise to the musical interest skill and zeal of emperor joseph and his brother archduke maximilian and a writer in kramer's magazine probably neath tells of a remarkable concert which took place at court in bonn on april five seventeen eighty six at which the elector played the viola duke albrecht the violin and the fascinating countess belderbusch the clavier most charmingly maximilian had become personally acquainted with mozart in salzburg in seventeen seventy five where the young composer had set metastasio's il re pastore to music to be performed in his honor april twenty third from which time to his credit be it said he ever held the composer and his music in kindest remembrance when in seventeen eighty one mozart determined to leave his brutal archbishop of salzburg and remain in vienna the archduke showed at all events a desire to aid him 
yesterday writes the composer november seventeenth seventeen eighty one the archduke maximilian summoned me to him at three o'clock in the afternoon when i entered he was standing before a stove in the first room awaiting me he came towards me and asked if i had anything to do to-day nothing your royal highness and if i had it would always be a grace to wait upon your royal highness no i do not wish to constrain any one then he said that he was minded to give a concert in the evening for the court of Württemberg. would i play something and accompany the aria i was to come to him again at six o'clock so i played there yesterday mozart was everything to him continues jan he signalized him at every opportunity and said if he were elector of cologne mozart would surely be his chapel-master he had also suggested to the princess of Württemberg that she appoint mozart her music-teacher but received the reply that if it rested with her she would have chosen him but the emperor for him there is nobody but salieri cries out mozart peevishly had recommended salieri because of the singing and she had to take him for which she was sorry jan gives no reason why mozart was not engaged for bonn perhaps he would have been had lucchesi resigned in consequence of the reduction of his salary but he kept his office of chapel-master and could not well be dismissed without cause mattioli's resignation was followed by the call of joseph Reicha to the place of concert-master but for mozart no vacancy occurred at that time maximilian was in vienna during most of the month of october seventeen eighty five and may have desired to secure mozart in some way but just at that time the latter was as his father wrote over head and ears busy with the opera the notes di figaro old chapel-master bono could not live much longer which gave him hope should the opera succeed of obtaining a permanent appointment in vienna and in short his prospects seemed just then so good that his determination if he should really receive an offer from the elector to remain in the great capital rather than to take his young wife so far away from home and friends as the rhine then was and in a manner bury himself in a small town where so few opportunities would probably be given him for the exercise of the vast powers which he was conscious of possessing need not surprise us was it the good or the ill fortune of the boy beethoven that mozart came not to bonn his marvellous original talents were thus left to be developed without the fostering care of one of the very greatest of musical geniuses and one of the profoundest of musical scholars but on the other hand it was not oppressed perhaps crushed by daily intercourse with that genius and scholarship maximilian immediately after reaching bonn as elector ordered full and minute reports to be made out concerning all branches of the administration of the public and court service and of the cost of their maintenance upon these reports were based his arrangements for the future those relating to the court music are too important and interesting to be overlooked for they give us details which carry us instantly into the circle which young beethoven had just entered and in which through his father's connection with it he must from earliest childhood have moved they are three in number the first being a list of all the individuals constituting the court chapel the second a detailed description of the singers and players together with estimates of their capabilities the third consists of recommendations touching a reduction in salaries a few paragraphs may be presented here as most intimately connected with significant personages in our history 
they are combined and given in abstract from the first two documents among the tenors we find father and son in the court chapel j von beethoven aged forty four born in bonn married his wife is thirty-two years old has three sons living in the electorate aged thirteen ten and eight years who are studying music has served twenty-eight years salary three hundred and fifteen florins his voice has long been stale has been long in the service very poor of fair deportment and married among the organists christian gottlob neath aged thirty-six born at chemnitz married his wife is thirty-two has served three years was formerly chapel-master with seiler salary four hundred florins christian neath the organist in my humble opinion might well be dismissed inasmuch as he is not particularly versed on the organ moreover is a foreigner having no meriton whatever and of the calvinistic religion ludwig von beethoven aged thirteen born at bonn has served two years no salary ludwig beethoven a son of the beethoven sub number eight has no salary but during the absence of the chapel-master lucchesi he played the organ he is of good capability still young of good and quiet deportment and poor one of the items of the third report proposing reductions of salaries and removals has a very special interest as proving that an effort was made to supplant neath and give the post of court organist to young beethoven it reads item if neath were to be dismissed another organist would have to be appointed who if he were to be used only in the chapel could be had for one hundred and fifty florins the same as small young and a son of a court musici and in case of need has filled the place for nearly a year very well the attempt to have neath dismissed from the service failed but a reduction of his salary to the pittance of two hundred florins had already led him to look about him to find an engagement for himself and wife in some theatre when maximilian having become acquainted with his merits notwithstanding his calvinism restored his former allowance by a decree dated february eighth seventeen eighty five when joseph Reicher came to bonn in mattioli's place is still undetermined with exactness but a decree raising him from the position of concert-master to that of concert-director and increasing his salary to one thousand florins bears date june twenty eighth seventeen eighty five in the general payroll of this year Reicher's salary is stated to be six hundred and sixty six dollars fifty two alb tenorist beethoven's two hundred thaler beethoven junior one hundred thaler end of chapter five